Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So you're climbing to the top rope. You're getting ready to go. You launch yourself in a backflip. You yep. stick it in the middle of the octagon. <laughs> now you're ready to fight? That's your role? That would not go good. Well, How do people do what they do, man? I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I never do a cartwheel right now. A cartwheel? I couldn't. I, do a cartwheel. I, you I, can do it. Move, do it. I, do, move LeBron. Do a cartwheel. I, I walk down the stairs <laughs> move in my house. Okay, with one hand firmly on the handrail. <laughs> okay, I, I like like okay. I, I'm I'm about I'd say twelve or fifteen years away from one of those chairs that'll take me along the wall up the uh, uh, up the staircase. Those are the best. I'm gonna get one of those. Those are the best. I don't even. I don't want one because I have to have one. I want, want one. Ride one. Looks fun. I mean, you're just sitting there like this, just going <laughs> up sideways the entire way. That's the greatest thing ever. Every, and you're level the entire time. We've lived in this house seven years. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I know the house. Like I could conceivably walk through the house in the dark and probably not. What's run the in equity anything. on it? <laughs> not nearly enough. <laughs> not nearly enough. Um, every morning, come down. I turn on my flashlight on the phone. Shine it down the stairs with my left hand, mm-hmm. and my right hand firmly grip the the handrail for fear of killing myself Listening walking downstairs to... that I've walked down multiple times a day for seven years. What if you did that, but you're also listening to like the latest hip hop on your headphones? <laughs> Wouldn't even know. Just where to getting do that. your day. Do, just you, getting your day going. How do you do such a thing? Just type in latest hip hop <laughs> in Pandora, and then you're yeah. good to go. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you just you basically just asked my me. My Pandora would shut down. It wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> It's just you've been hacked. <laughs> you, it's been hacked. No, I, I you would you might as well have asked me to invent a perpetual motion machine, right? Like okay, hey Trav, find hip hop. Oh, all right, you trust me, right? Sort of. Well, not really, but like thirty percent for, 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 for the there, purposes of this exercise. Yeah. Sure, I trust you. <laughs> do a handstand and then I'll hold oh your feet gosh. up. So I did a and thing, and then I'll slowly let go. Um, I th- this was oh, gosh, this is embarrassing to say. It's about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I got him really good shape like legitimate not just good shape for me but good shape for like a human being <laughs> okay i my weight what was what was the reasoning i, I felt like crap like really so felt something like crap. hit you where you're I, like I, there, was, right, I'm there turn was this around there was stuff going on in my life that was creating a great deal of anxiety and for i to this day i still don't know why i decided to channel exercise so i i got in really good shape and did uh like a boot camp for 12 weeks, dropped 50 pounds, was in... Damn, I, I was like, that's a lot of weight. I, I weighed 217 pounds, which for me is virtually nothing. I weighed 210 pounds in high school. Okay, so I was... So what are you now, 220? 222, okay? I was in good shape. I could do 50 push-ups in a row without having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was. And so my wife, who's always been in good shape decided you know what you should do you should get into crossfit crossfit was kind of a new thing at the yeah, time like yeah. you should you, she was in it she was killing it she's so i said yeah okay i'll give it a shot i was in good shape went to went to one of those classes 
and they asked me to do what you're talking like okay we're gonna do some wall handstands i'm like we're gonna do what mm-hmm. like i thought this was like pull-ups and and burpees and, yeah, and your own Olympic body lifts. weight right and, and, yeah. and all of this kind of mm-hmm. stuff so no just throw your feet up on the wall and start doing hands i'm like i can't do that like no you apps just just throw your feet up so when you bring it up like just trav just hold, I, I could not get my feet over my head if you had a gun on you it, it would never ever happen i i Handstand push-ups? I, I was 34. I, why would I? I'm not joining the Marines. Oh, I'm not going right. to have to. Handstand push-ups. Yeah. Get, when you so put your once feet you're on up the wall, there, then you're going down. Yeah, you're, you're, you're using the wall as balance, yeah. but you just go back. Get out. You should try one. I could have done the push-ups, mm-hmm. but I'm not putting my feet. Never. So, can no, Taylor I don't, do one? I don't Taylor trust do you one? enough to do that. Taylor, could you do handstand push-ups? I don't know. Maybe maybe one. It's hard. That, that, yeah. It's that a means lot of weight. He's being modest already. Taylor's like 148 pounds, though. Oh, he could, he could, you could like do that. 190. Yeah, but you're what, six five? Yeah, pretty skinny guy. It's healthy, right? No, yes. <laughs> Look, you're not doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. I understand that, but I make myself feel better by teasing you. It's oh. my own pathos. It's the way that you I'm look watching. good. You look good, Trap. Yeah. Just let him tease you, bro. Just, it feels better. <laughs> it it feels does. better. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for understanding. Um, so Dana White, remember that thing that this was probably what a year or so ago okay. when Tom Brady, Tom Brady yeah. said, "Wait a second, you're choosing that blanker blanker." Forget what of he me? was on. Yep, it was right. on the shop. It, mm-hmm. it, it was on the shop, and we all assumed it was Jimmy G. Right? We kind of assumed that because we knew that the the Niners were kicking the tires. And He's from the area. From the area. Yep. All of those things. You felt like you were that quarterback away from winning the whole thing. It wasn't Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. It was Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. That Dana White kind of let the cat for, for whatever reason. Dana White was negotiating trades on behalf of the Raiders. That Dana White put together a deal to bring Tom Brady to the Raiders and Gronk to, and Gronk, yep. and then John Gruden put the kibosh on it. Uh, right before we're supposed to go down. Now all of this has come out. Derek Carr knows that he was the that blanker blanker that you decided to go with. As the world's leading Raider fan, you worried about that? Are you worried about that? Here we go again, that Derek Carr, because Raiders are supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. That it's another one of those, yeah, we like you, but we don't love you kind of moments. I Actually, I, I find the whole thing kind of fascinating. A, the portion where Gruden did not want to bring Tom Brady and and Gronk and Gronk to uh to the Raiders. I find that to be very interesting, but it also not a big surprise. You know, we were talking about this yesterday. Egos get in the way. Wait a minute. If Tom Brady comes to the Raiders and there's success for the Raiders, it's I'm Tom. not going to get the six I'm right. not gonna get the accolades. Anybody bring up Bruce Arians' names during no. the Super Bowl run? <laughs> no. No. But by the way, smart of Bruce Arians if you want to and I listen I know right now he's not currently the head coach of He decided of Tampa to go Bay. to accept a different position in But you're a Super Bowl champion. Of course he what is. the hell do you care after that? Of you want a freaking is. Super Bowl. Yeah. So the Derek Carr the Derek Carr piece of it I got to be honest with you. Don't you got to feel a certain way maybe that Tom Brady quote isn't exactly the most flattering because he was it was a shot at Derek Carr. But at the same time, From the greatest quarterback of all time. But at the same time, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. So it's like it, it's not like it's not like it was some I don't know some backup quarterback or some guy they were going to take a take a risk. It's Baker Mayfield or something like, like it, we're not talking about a quarterback. You're talking about the greatest to ever do it. It is literally the equivalent of Michael Jordan leaving the Chicago Bulls and going to go play for the Washington Wizards, uh, or he was going to go play for a squad first and he goes after a player. 
Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He feel the, the reason why he's had some of the success that he's had, there's been probably a lot of those moments where people doubted him, and he just continues to use that as fuel, fire, whatever the case is. If I'm Derek Carr, do I pay much attention to it? I'll tell you what Derek Carr needs to do for the Raiders. You made it to the playoffs last year. You have real legit weapons on offense. For sure. This upcoming season. You're in a really tough division that could Best go— Best in football. Would you be surprised if the Raiders were second in the AFC West or last in the I, AFC I'll, West? I'll take it a step further, Slee. I think they could be anywhere in any of those four spots. None of them would surprise me. So I, I think, you know, I know for us this is of interest, and I know it's talking points that in the middle of August, if you're Derek Carr, the only thing you could really pay attention to, let's go out and ball. <laughs> you, you, you're right, but I'm going to take it out of the vacuum of what should happen and could to humans, right, feelings. It's another one of those, God, they, they really don't like me here. They're constantly trying to move me out of here. I know. They're constantly You're looking for You're just not reason. good enough. You're just not our guy. Yeah. We're, we're going to live with you for another year, but our ears and eyes are open. We're trying to, it just, when, when everybody is constantly like trying to shove you out the door, you can't help but have feelings about it. You can't help but feel like you're not really the guy. You can say, he can say by now, I would hope so. It is what it is that he's moved on from it. I don't know if you can ever move on from it. I, I would feel if every single day or every single year you knew that they were trying to replace you yeah, with yeah, somebody, yeah. even if it was somebody super great at what they did, you'd be like, dude, are, are you buying into me or not? And as a Raider fan, Slee, I would think that you would be up in arms. Um, what was his contract that he signed? Cars? Yeah, I'm trying to see. Yeah, so he's got still got a few more years. I mean, listen, if they gave him anything – Actually, this will be the first year of that three-year contract that he signed. Um, if they give him anything, I mean, it, in my opinion, it has more to do. You at least have you have some stability that you're going to be there. Stability in the sense that they're not looking to have you go tomorrow. In that situation with Gruden, I don't know if it had more to do with Gruden thinking, no, I think this guy's going to be here for the next five, seven years. I think it had more to do with Gruden didn't want Tom Brady to the get The guy love. that killed it, though, is no longer there. I know. Right? The, the guy that, that said, no, because my— that had your back. My, well, no, he had his own back. He, he did not have your back. He had his own back. That He's no longer—Josh Mc— I guarantee you, if Josh McDaniels oh, could snap yeah, his fingers and try to— Maybe it's not Tom Brady next, but it might be somebody. You know, it's happening more than it used to happen. Still doesn't happen a lot. Tom Brady's on a new team. Matthew Stafford's on a new team. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on a new team here before a little yeah. bit. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not quite in those other guys' category. But quarterbacks are moving for the first time in, in a lot. You don't typically see a ton of quarterback movement. That does feel like that's the one of those spots that if the Raider, if the Raiders did a Rams type of deal, if they felt they were a quarterback away, we're, we're just missing the mm -hmm. one guy. Go get Tom Brady. Look out. That team goes from a, yeah, they, they might win that division, but they also might finish fourth, too. They're the team to beat. Most teams wouldn't do what the Rams did. Most teams stay with that, I don't know, what's safe? What are we, if it blows up in our face, how stupid are we going to look? That could have happened to the Rams last year, and they still took that gamble. They still took that chance on Stafford. I mean, think about that. There, there are plenty of times going into the playoffs where you thought, Damn, if they're out in the first. If they're out after Arizona, right after Arizona, who they played at the Tampa, Tampa game, they lose that game against Tampa. Yeah, what, what did you really gain from it? And, and no, literally nothing. You got to the exact same part of the season you got to with Jared Goff. But that's the risk 
that the Rams took that I think a lot of other franchises they kind of put themselves in that they they're at that point to 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 kind of go where you were going yep. at that point they were in Laker mode hey look we're we're this far down the road we got I mean, there's no turning back now right we already made the move for Jalen Ramsey we already made the move to pay Aaron Donald we went out and got all of these different guys you're constantly trying to get short term better the Stafford thing was like look we got we we, we can't stop now. We, we've already put all our chips in. We've got whatever we've got left, throw them in there. It just happened to hit. And, and I'm thrilled that they did. It was a, it was an unbelievable bet. But if it doesn't pay off, they're where the, the, the Lakers are. And not quite because they're making the playoffs. But saying that, hey, we're, we moved all these pieces. We're in exactly the same spot. It better hit if you're going to do something How like much that. do you love the Justin Herbert publicity? I, the, here's the thing. <laughs> That's funny. You mentioned this like a month ago. And I don't think we went on air with it. I think, uh, whatever, we got sidetracked, whatever the case is. And today you brought it up again. <laughs> somebody somebody help me with this. Okay, I, I'm i a Justin Herbert fan. You you know, I Oregon football, my parents are Oregon alums. Bobby went to Oregon. I, I, I like the Oregon Ducks. I want them to succeed. I think Justin Herbert's really good. I, I do. Mm-hmm. I, breaking news, right? I, but why have we decided that he's Joe Montana? <laughs> Why have we decided that he's the second coming of Patrick Mahomes, that he's Josh Allen, that he's Lamar Jackson, all of these guys in the AFC, Joe Burrow? Hey, Justin, what am I missing now? What what part of this? Where are you seeing it? Are you just everywhere? Look at the MVP odds in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Look at the fantasy predictions. Look at the teams that they're picking to win the division. Look at all of these things that are could the team to come out of nowhere. Everybody's all in on Justin Herbert. I don't quite it, get it. Is it that? uncommon here's his problem his problem is he hasn't made a he hasn't made the playoffs yet now granted it's not like he's been a quarterback of the chargers for seven years no that has not been the case and it would be shocking i mean to be honest with you i'd be shocked if they don't make the playoffs this year they got a squad they really really do the chargers have a really wouldn't really you have good said team. the same thing last year in his second year, and they should have made the playoffs last year. I mean, honestly, I, th- I think it's more of a surprise that they didn't uh, just based upon some of the decisions that the coaching staff made. But I don't think it's that – let me use as an example, and this is this is what happens a lot of times in the NFL. Lamar Jackson at a point, it was, hey, this guy's the arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, and he would get a ton of love. Mm-hmm. Was it hyped up too much? Probably a little bit yeah, too at least hyped they were up. Going to the playoffs. True, true. No, that, I mean, at least that part's he won, right. He won an MVP. I but, mean, this was not. The, but, but, but just the playoff that you're talking about. The playoffs. It's actually been the fact that he has not been successful in the playoffs is what he's been labeled a little bit as. I think the Herbert thing is. It's. I don't think it's that uncommon for NFL quarterbacks to get too much hype. All right. So you knew Artie Moreno did not do a good job with the Angels, but I don't know if anybody knows just how bad of a job he actually ended up doing. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. I think that may have been the ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Key to my mood today. That uh, that show set me up for success. Did you watch it last night? Watched it yesterday afternoon when I got home from work. That Bobby right, turned me on. on He's that. like, you gotta, you gotta, you, I think you'll like this. And I did. What Emily, what's a, I, I should know this by now. I think you should leave. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what it's called. It's uh right, I'm going to watch them. I'm going to watch them today. Yeah. I, I put it to... I'm not going to do – I really liked it. You should you should give it a shot. And the one with the tables, I'm just saying find the one with the Season tables. Season one or two. Don't ask me about the tables. I don't know. I, I, okay. I, I'm, never, I'm never the guy to ask, oh, it's episode 12, yeah. season four. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. On it's page. on that show. It's in Breaking Bad. I like Breaking Bad. Yeah, season three is the best. Is it? I don't know. I just know that I like it. It's on AMC+. Plus. Right. Just go take a look. <laughs> exactly right. Um. Artie Moreno's announcement that he was going to sell the team mm-hmm. yesterday, it's, it's just fascinating to me. And I, I, I obviously am a little bit in, in a different position because I, I worked for the Angels for a period of time. And I, and I liked my time there. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed the time that I was there. But it was a different working environment where you knew that the guy that was running the base, that owned the team, yeah. was like super involved in all these areas where you wouldn't expect him to be involved in. Um, it's just kind of that's how it worked. Um there's a million things that got written. Hey, peanuts b- here. B- before. Artie? Not, by the way, yeah. Yeah. Like, down to that. What? Why are we doing that kind of mustard? Like, wh- huh? Oh, okay. I mean, it's his team. You can do what you want. Yeah. But they, the articles that were written yesterday, the commentary you read online, the, the stuff you saw on TV, yep. it wasn't just bad. It wasn't just unusual in the scheme of, you know, baseball so analytically driven right now. When you really kind of list all of the things that happened, like there was a, a tweet. I want to read this tweet. This uh, You can send us in the Travis and Slee community. John writes, I'm not a Moreno fan, but to call the last 20 years a disaster isn't true. They won five division titles and got to two a- uh, ALCS series during his time. Okay, that's true, but it's misleading. Almost all of that came was right in the beginning. At the very, very beginning mm-hmm. when the infrastructure of the previous regime, regime was, was still, still bearing yeah. fruit. Right, so Mike Sosha and that regime, the previous ownership, all of the success minus one playoff run, ten, ten run they got swept in three games ten years ago. It's, it's it's misleading. It's like that example you gave the Gruden success. Yeah, he was taking over. John Gruden had mm-hmm. a really good start to his career in Oakland, right with the Raiders. They did a good job. Mm-hmm. Went to Tampa, won the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's players. Okay, that's kind of it. That was, that was the end of the line. And you know what every contract was after that? You're a made man. The, Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. Tony Gonsal, and Cy Young Award. You, you, once you get the thing, you're the thing. Yeah. You're a Cy Young Award winner. Yeah. You're a Super Bowl winning head coach. Um, you ready? Okay. In, in no particular order, this is what has happened under the Artie Moreno regime over the last okay. years and decades. Almost without exception, everybody that follows these things say that the best time to trade Shohei Otani was at the trade deadline this year. The, the second they missed that, that the leverage that they had and the haul that they would get in return went way down. And he killed it. 
he everybody in the baseball ops is like, hey, listen, we're probably not going to get this guy. Let's move on. He didn't do it. Apparently, he had some sort of quasi-penalty box where if you did something he didn't like, he would marginalize. It could be the manager, the general manager, the ticket. It didn't matter that you would get you would be out of favor. You're no longer part of the decision-making process, and people are constantly coming in and out of that thing. Wonderful. What a great way to run the show. What? Right? There was zero consistency in management structure. Nobody in the building wanted to hire Joe Madden. He wanted to. They hired him. Nobody in the building wanted to fire Joe Madden. He fired him. Okay? These are all deals that went against what their baseball people were saying. They had five general managers in a 20-year period. Okay? Five. They had four in 12 years. They had four in 12 years, mm-hmm. right? Five total, four in 12 years. They had four different managers since 2018. They've had four different guys since 2018. They gave Albert Pujols $240 million, universally looked at as a bad deal. Yep. They gave Josh Hamilton $125 million, mm-hmm. universally looked at as a bad deal. They gave Justin Upton $106 million, universally looked at as a bad deal. They gave Anthony Rendon $245 million, universally looked at as a bad deal. What do all four of those guys have in common? None of them pitch. Okay, none of them pitch, and the Angels' Achilles' heel over all this time has been pitching. All four of those deals, widely considered the handiwork of Artie Moreno, who came in and said, "I want that. go get me that guy." Okay, all of those things. You know what those four guys generated in WAR in their entire careers in, in Angel uniforms? Fourteen point two. Okay, Trey Turner has more than that in the last two seasons. Hmm. One player has more than those four guys that they committed nearly $400 million to. This is the guy that was putting all these things together. This is the guy that took them from an organization that, if you read Buster Olney's piece, Lee, it's seemingly everybody that looks at this job is like, hey, look, or the ownership, not a job. It's like, that thing is a monster waiting to go. And, and come up with one reason it's not, other than you have to build it from the ground up. Yeah, it's that's, an unbelievable opportunity. I'm going to give you um, best example that I could give is real estate, right? You don't you don't want to buy the house that somebody just went in, they put all the work in, they took a beater, and they um, they they put all the it's brand new wood flooring now, and there's new cabinets, and there's a new kitchen, there's this that because the person who's going to sell that to you. They're the one that's going to get all that equity that they just built from it. So the idea and the concept is, can I go buy one of those beaters that I think has really good opportunity? It's in a good neighborhood. I can't change the neighborhood. The neighborhood's good. Good schools, (laughs) the whole thing, but the house needs work. That's the Anaheim Angels. That's the best way I could describe it. I could describe it as it's an incredibly lucrative opportunity. Part of the reason why it is, Trav, because they've been bad for so long. You yep. could be a savior by making the playoffs. They've been bad for a decade. Listen, and just let, let me properly compare these. You're never going to be the Dodgers, Don't nor need to do be. you need to be. Yep. If you just if if the right ownership came in, gave it the right attention, like you said, get the hell out of the way, put the right baseball people in, and all of a sudden we're talking about games in August where that game in Anaheim between the Angels and the Mariners in late August, early September – could be the difference of winning the division or not, or could be the difference of making the playoffs or not, which, by the way, the playoffs are now expanded, so you have even a better opportunity to make the postseason. That's all they got to do. That's all they have to do is just be in the mix. Everything that Think you, how much fun that would be. Well, everything that you just listed off. <laughs> which part? 
the one that that still sticks to me more than anything else. Yeah, you know, people say, well, he didn't go into the luxury tax enough. Yeah, he treated it as a hard cap. Treat it as a hard cap. That would be fine if you weren't ranked 29th out of 30 teams by Baseball America of your farm system. It's not like you got to go compete with the Dodgers and go spend 300 plus million. Mm-hmm. But if you got nobody else coming up and you don't have those deals within and that organization high in the draft too, Slee. They're have, they have high draft picks. The Dodgers are picking in the late twenties and thirties, and they're finding Dustin May and Tony Consolin and Will Smith and all of these other guys. The Angels are picking near the top and can't find anybody. Don't don't you feel like everything that you just built out, the market, the opportunity, the players that are there, the fan base that's there. They by the way they do well tickets wise. I mean they they definitely sell tickets. They have fans. They 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 the opportunity of the stadium. Yep. Oh damn. You, you got to fix that. Look, I'm gonna play a little game with you real quick. Mm-hmm. Imagine that just six months down the road and yeah. you find out that Joe Lake had bought the Angels. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fascinating. He's a guy that has tons of money. Yep has tons of professional sports experience yep. and turns his really smart people loose to go do their thing. Built a state-of-the-art arena mm-hmm. in the perfect spot. Uh, tell me why you couldn't do the exact same thing there. Stan Kroenke another name that you've heard tossed around out there. Tell me that he couldn't bring his expertise with the Colorado Avalanche, with the Denver Nuggets, with the Los Angeles Rams, yeah. with all the things yeah. that you have, and turn him record. Look at SoFi. You, the guy that built that, you think you might want to see what he could come up with at the baseball stadium in Orange County? You think that might be interesting? They play in this thing that was built in the 60s, and it's not Wrigley Field or Fenway Park or Dodger, or Dodger Stadium. Stadium. It's, that, that's charming and historic. Mm-hmm. It's It's nothing. But doesn't that just all add to the allure of that next owner of course. that buys that team? What if we were sitting here talking about, hey, do you think we can get a freeway series? Can I, what, can what, I, if, what if the Angels, how cool would that be? Can I give be? you an example? And this isn't apples to apples, but the Clippers and the Lakers never faced each other in the playoffs. All right, We know what ownership was before, um, before Steve Ballmer. The Dodgers and the Angels don't have that. Hey, we got to face each other all the time. We're trying to win They're the division, the, the Western Conference. They're not. Yeah. Right. So there's also this allure of the Angels. You don't feel like you're kind of competing with the Dodgers. You can be in your own island. Where the Clippers, no, no, no. Bomber had to come in, yank them out of crypto, try to go build his own stadium. Has a, a ton of Clipper, you know, players that will be at a Dodger game and they're getting booed. It's different. It is. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's, it's, it's different. But the but the Mike Trout's not going to get booed at a Laker game. No, it'll be who's that? <laughs> you, you're not going to boo somebody you don't know. Do you hear what his traders said? <laughs> Without the approval. But okay, so you know it's funny, and we'll, we'll we'll circle back to this. Factor cap is coming up next, but I'm glad you brought up Mike Trout because are we sure that he's the backbone of this team over the next five or ten years? I I don't think that he is. Fair. I I really think that the best days of that guy could very possibly have gone up in smoke with Artie Moreno's terrible team. And that is a bleeping tragedy. That sucks, if that's what's true. It's coming up in just a little bit, but as promised, factor cap right around the corner. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, how you doing today? What is going on? Uh, I'm wonderful. How are you today? <laughs> I'm lovely. Thank you for asking, by the way. <laughs> I had nowhere else that I wanted to start I, I with this, so hey, I was like, who let's you, go. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I, I, I know that feeling and I, I can sympathize with it. Right, because I was going to tell my story, but I think I want to save it for uh, another segment, the story about my friend from last night. But um, <laughs> Pretty funny, actually. So. <laughs> yeah, so, we got a good one here. I think so, yeah. yeah. So, um... You guys have been in the show, so but so you haven't been on Twitter as much as I don't as I have today. But I've been seeing or this, any day. <laughs> I've seen this video <laughs> of O'Neill Cruz. He had the um, hardest hit ball, hardest fastest um, exit velocity in the Statcast era. He hit the ball; it went out at one hundred and twenty-two point four miles per hour. Yikes. And he also has the fastest throw by an infielder this year at 97.8 miles per hour. He's um, a six seven shortstop, Slee. <laughs> for did, the Pittsburgh did, Pirates. Did you hear what I just said? O'Neill Cruz is a six foot seven shortstop who throws nearly oh 100 my. miles an hour yeah. and hits Gosh. balls at 122 miles an hour. Insane. Insane. So, uh, got me thinking about people that have, uh, you know, these great feats of athleticism. So, would you rather be able to throw a ball like O'Neill Cruz or sink threes like Steph Curry? Travis, factor. Oh, so this is how I'm going to say it. You would rather be able to throw a ball like O'Neill Cruz than sink threes like Steph Curry. Travis, factor cap. Cap. I uh, give me Curry. It's a far more fun skill. The order older you get in life. Steph Curry's going to show up at a gym when he's 72 years old, and everybody's kind of like. And he's going to go out there and he's going to rain 30 footers on people, right? Yeah. That's a skill that you, George Brett, right? My favorite player of all time. I'm sure he could get in a batting cage and lay out line drives left and right, but who really cares, right? <laughs> like there's no opportunity to do that. But if Curry goes down to Venice Beach or Laguna or, or any of these places and he starts dropping threes, it's everywhere. I'll right, always if, give me the threes. What if it's Nolan Ryan or Steph Curry? Curry. And I'm I'm the baseball guy, but it doesn't translate. It's a very specific thing yeah. that you you're gonna go. I out think to the, once a week I see Nolan Ryan <laughs> putting a dude the, in a. Uh, but what are you gonna do? Go to the local high school yes. and, and light guys up on yes. the JV team. <laughs> I mean, Put them in a headlock what do you and do? just start pounding on their head. Well, that's different. If I could kick ass like Nolan Ryan, that might be a different category. I think I might actually. This is random. I think I might take the uh, O'Neill Cruz on this one. It is so unique, by the way, the way you just described this guy. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Six foot seven is a small forward. He's Kawhi. (laughs) No, he's shortstop for the Pittsburgh Pirates. (laughs) I think that's so unique. And to see, and I'm I'm watching it right now, that exit velocity that you're talking about, that's insane. Granted, Steph, like you're, you're, he's going to be able to do it till he's seventy years old. Here, but that is I, insane. It, it is. But when you're done YouTubing that, I want you to go watch Steph Curry make fifty footers like their layups. <laughs> or how about when he wasn't it him or Clay that hit like a hundred plus in a row? Yeah, just from the corner. It's like you, okay, you could go down the park and you'd have a crowd in thirty seconds. Taylor, 
I'm taking the jump shot all day, every day. It's the last thing to go for a basketball player. And um, for all my luck as a baseball player, I just throw my arm out. <laughs> true, true. Problem is, O'Neal Cruz did it so hard it was a single. <laughs> it hit the wall. And bounced back. Bounced Probably left back. a dent in the wall. <laughs> Probably bounced back to the shortstop. Right. The second base. He's a freak. Um, so today is National Waffle Day. So I know you guys haven't seen this show, but there's a show called Severance that's very good. But in the show, they use- Have wa- you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> I just cracked uh, myself up, Sleep. Yeah, so she doesn't have, she doesn't have TV. <laughs> that's my favorite joke I've told in a long time. Sorry. Em. Um, but in the show, they use waffles as a, um, since they can't earn money, they use waffles as a way to incentivize uh, good workers. So- uh, <laughs> there is a workplace gimmick other than money that actually works on you. So as in like free beer on tap, free food uh, at the at the office, etc. There's a, a gimmick that works on you besides money. Alan, Fedra Cap. Oh, that's fact. Probably happens less to us because we do have access to this. Bro, tickets to games. A lot of people will work their you-know-what off because there's a, a sporting event sure. on the line. Or... Look at it another way. Um, you know, you win this sales contest, and now you and your girl are going to Hawaii for four days or five days. So I think there are definitely incentives that are not just purely money based that I get driven by. And T. Raj, it looks like you are only driven by the by the look that you're giving me by the by the dough. Money can buy things. <laughs> money can buy waffles or tickets in this situation that if you're saying company a is going to pay you we'll use round numbers you're going to pay you 50 grand but you get to go to four dodger games a year okay you got a chance to win a trip to cabo for the weekend cool company b is going to pay you 75 which one are you going to take <laughs> going to take the one that's paying you 75 it's it's money that I can spend on I want fifty in medicine the four tickets. and food. <laughs> I want fifty in the four tickets in Cabo. Yeah, okay, but there, there, there is a number. If it were sixty, yeah, nah, okay, maybe now we're doing the math. Is here. it fifty six? Where are the seats at? Well, now we're negotiating, yeah. but there is a number where. How it's many Dodger dogs are you going to have? You had another one last night, didn't yeah, you? I did. Did you enjoy it as much as the previous one? Did you use it as a straw? Delicious. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was delicious. The consensus on the hot dog straw guy yeah. seems to be that he's a genius. I, I don't see By it. By the way, I love that it churned back to that. I, loved, like, I respect that so much. You pointed much. it out, Travis. It's the atrocity of drinking beer through a straw in general. Yeah, I don't Like, really, why would you do that? That anyway. doesn't seem like something Because every... Do sip of beer you have will have the hot dog (laughs) (laughs) residue can you get some essence of pork snout in my beer like this beer is great it's it's floral it's citrusy it's a little bitter and whatever the notes of beer that you like maybe if only there were some pork in this did i commit a crime to get a note of pork in my coors light did i commit a crime yesterday by putting two hot dogs in one bun is that a crime no i just didn't want all the bread yeah i get that okay yeah Double-decker hot dog. Yeah, I did a little double-decker action. Mm. Yeah. Why yeah. not just split the bun? Taylor does not T- look happy Tear the bun it. in You're half an and have like two open-faced hot dogs. It's not a bad idea. I'm a thinker. There's a lot Problem of people. Solved. There's a lot of people around. <laughs> the best way that I could Yeah, I'm sure nobody it. noticed you eating a no, double-stacked hot dog. They did it. I was curled up like this. Nobody could see it. I also were, had a hot dog for dinner last night. Say that again? <laughs> I had a hot dog for dinner last night, too. Never a bad choice. Never a bad choice. All right, Taylor, what do you think about this subject? Okay, this is fact for me. I'm a pushover for for free stuff. I worked seven years in music radio, primarily for the fact that that's like sixty percent of your salary is (laughs) free stuff, free shows, free shirts, free food, free everything. Free's good. Yep. But money's you can buy. I don't know medicine. Medicine. (laughs) Who needs medicine? 
Music it's only a thousand dollars worth of tickets, Al. Take the ten extra grand. I'll you take a thousand. You got nine thousand extra dollars to buy medicine. Throwing peanuts and I'm sorry. Private school. So um, I have several friends that are going to get married um, in the coming weeks. Uh, I'm not invited, but it's fine. But I have friends that are getting married, and they all kind of post with their hashtags. So wedding hashtags are dumb. Taylor, Patrick Cap. Uh, it's close, but I'll go Cap because it can be pretty clever sometimes if you if you have a good pun with the with the last name of the of the groom. Yeah, that can be funny. All right, Trav. Ask me the question again. Wedding hashtags are dumb. Patrick Cap. On oh, God. No cap. Um, I wouldn't do it, but I'm okay if somebody does. So no, they're not cap. They're they're not. But have you ever used one? Um, so the, the <laughs> wedding I went to in D.C. recently had a wedding hashtag, and it was one of the nicest parties I've ever been to. So I don't want to throw shade at that party. But no, they're not for me. But if you want a hashtag, if there is a hashtag Slee and Lady Slee in our future, I would love to see that on there. Hashtag. I'm I. I not a hashtag guy, period. Now the hashtag Ashley, you've used it, you promoted it, so I see kind of the value in doing it. Mm-hmm. It's an easy way to aggregate tweets. hundred percent. However, if you're asking me if I have used hashtag, and this is aside from just wedding stuff, that's specific to a wedding, I never use it. I never pay attention to it. On the wedding part of it, yeah, I'm, I'm good without that. So you said you have three different weddings coming up in the near couple weeks or I'm so? I'm not invited to any of them, but my friends are getting married. So, okay. Do you buy it's a gift Travis in situation? And I were invited. If I'm not invited, I'm not buying a gift. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. I just wanted to make I can sure also I... be invited and like if I can't make it. So I also have a friend that's getting married in North Carolina, and it's just a lot for me to go across the country. So I was invited, but I you can't buy, go. You buy a gift I am going to buy a gift. Yeah, no, okay. That. I just wanted to make sure that you were doing it right. And it sounds like you're on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know you guys love Game of Thrones, but George R. R. Martin, uh, who is the uh, author, <laughs> said he wanted Game of Thrones to go ten seasons long instead of five. So five is, uh, sorry, eight is what it ended up going. He wanted it to go ten seasons long. The best length of a series is five seasons long. Uh, Taylor, Fred Cap. Martin wanted to go ten. Yeah, he, sh- he should have finished those books. I mean, yeah. he's just like, what is he doing with? <laughs> Are you time? a Game of Thrones fan, Taylor? Do you watch it? I just know that this this author is slowly writing the last two books of his series and just kind and of. And he's uh, closer and closer to. Uh, he's old, right? Yeah, yeah he's very yeah. old. He's an yeah. old man. He may die before it actually ends up coming out. Happens. Five is a sweet spot. That's Breaking Bad, right? Yeah, Breaking Bad yeah. is five. Better Call Saul is six. Kind of tends to be a good good place to be. Yeah, cut it up early. Jeff. Just stop when it's not good anymore, right? Like, for instance, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad seem to be exactly the right amount of time. Mad Men felt like about the right amount of time. These are shows that I've really liked. Simpsons has been on, the, I want to say, 34 years, right? And of the 34 years, half of them have been extraordinary and half of them have been less than extraordinary. But there's still enough nuggets in there that I continue to watch it. But no, once you're kind of like, I don't really feel this anymore, shut it down. And and the creator needs to be the guy that's in charge of that. Otherwise, they'll squeeze every nickel out of it. So trying to figure out what's a perfect example. Ozark was four seasons, I think, right? Yep. Okay, so that's a show that I wish it continued. I liked Ozark. I thought it was fantastic. You know what? Maybe you can grab another storyline. The problem is... If you go five and then we don't like the fifth one, now you're saying, yeah, they went too far, they went too long. I think this all just has to do with, do you have a good storyline or do you not? And if you don't and you feel like you're forcing it, then stop doing it. And if you feel like you nailed it and you hit it, I know it's kind of referring to what you mentioned, feel like you hit it, then just keep going. 
Now, I, I don't but know I don't if... mind the clunky season at the back end. Like, we talked about this the other day, the the um, Cobra Kai. Yeah. It's unwatchable, right? But so you just turn it off. <laughs> you can create your own series ending. As far as I'm concerned, once Johnny Lawrence became something other than a pathetic loser, I was less interested. <laughs> now, what if... Is it still killing it? Is Cobra Kai still killing it? Look, I don't know either. Yeah. I felt like there was more hype it before. It feels like there's less uh, zeitgeist about it. It feels yeah, yeah, less yeah, yeah. buzzy than it did yeah. a year or so ago. All right, guys, I have one more left. I know that we talked a little bit about uh, um, Nick Saban's extension and how much money he's going to make off of his um, just nice contract. just nice kids are getting an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, 100%. exactly. Nonprofit. fully invested. It's just really <laughs> nice. I'm really really happy that they're getting their exercise in. Just It's 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 a, it's a wonderful benefit for the Learning kids. Learning how to be men. It's yes. great. By the way, if they're paying Leaders him that. Leaders of the future. <laughs> if they're paying him that, just imagine how much they're making every freaking game. I don't have yeah. to imagine. The Big Ten rights just sold for $11 billion. <laughs> <laughs> I, know exa- I know exactly how Ten. Right. <laughs> All right. But you have no idea what you would do with $93 million in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> Travis, fetch or cap? <laughs> That's a great question. Move? I, mean, I guess that would be my first order of business. Have a private jet take you to practice yeah, every day? I, I would have PJs lined up on the local tarmac to take me to a million different players. You're right. Like if you had $93 million in Los Angeles or San Francisco or New York City, I, I know exactly what I would do. Mm-hmm. But in Tuscaloosa, how many boats can you own? How many different fishing rods are there to buy? <laughs> I, I have no idea. That's a fantastic question. Um, no clue what I would do. No clue. Because there's nothing you can't do. And if you go out and spend $5 million on a home in Alabama, I don't even, I, I've literally no idea what I think that could guess. And you go spend $5 million here in LA and you're in just a regular neighborhood you've like most a, of the other people. You've got a track home in Arcadia. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's the way that goes. I have no idea how I would spend that money. None. I'd like to try. I bet you I could come up. I'll I'd, take that challenge. I'd have bowling alleys in my bathroom. I just make it the most. By every rid- horse, the Del Mar. <laughs> the, the, the I'd build a new stadium. Ridiculous, right? I'd have my. I'd have a stadium like Brian in Denny the backyard, just for practice. Yeah, and I'd. I, I don't know. You'd have you have a yacht on a lake, like he a does. huge. Have you, ever, have you ever seen Nick Saban's boat? But is it like a like a Jeff Bezos sized yacht? <laughs> no, like that's what I'm thinking. Jeff Bezos' yacht's bigger than the lake, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's it's the perfect boat for that lake. He, uh, Nick Nick seems to have figured. Sharif out. Wade, Cobra Kai is still awesome, guys. Okay, well, you knock it out, Sharif. I'm not saying that. You don't have to watch it. I'm saying that uh, Slee and I decided to tap the mat. Um, Angels are up for sale. Is the best part of Mike Trout's career, up in smoke. That's next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Emily, Slee and I liked the uh, $93 million in Tuscaloosa question so much, we were discussing what we would do with our newfound <laughs> fortune. I think I have $11 million left. <laughs> okay, we spent okay. everything. They need to go buy buy a house in like all the major cities you want to be in. Like well, that's what we're that's in. what we were talking about. I, I th- we, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about in crosstalk the other day. Um, that I haven't left the country in a very long time, or at least not Mexico, Canada part mm-hmm. of of. I haven't left North America since I was a senior in high school, nineteen eighty nine. Mm-hmm. If I had ninety three million dollars today. I would buy four houses. All of them would be in California. I'd have one in La Jolla. I'd have one in Los Angeles because this is home for me and I want to live. You know, this is my spot. Uh, I'd have to have, I love Lake Tahoe. Great place to go in the summer. Great place to go in the winter. And then, you know what? 
I like a little desert golf in my life. Let's build a spot in Palm Springs. How about when I was giving you mine? I was like, you know, and then I got to swoop up some apartment complexes. You're like, this. You don't need any more money. I'm like, well, you've got the money. I know. You've got ninety three million. The road. We got. We're thinking down the road. You've got four houses. You can put your children where. They, hey, uh, Slee Junior. You get Tahoe. Uh, Mrs. What Lady about Slee. their children? Well, that's there, but you're but long their children you, after that. You're you're pushing up daisies for fifty years. That at can't this point. be. By the way, that can't be good. What's when, that? When your family has that much money. Where you're like, you, they're set for four generations deep, and they don't even know the person who made all the money. I feel like Trey Turner right now. <laughs> no, you would be Freddie. <laughs> you're Trey right. Like I this. would be Freddie. I would be Freddie right now. My chair just decided to go down for no reason. All you and of a Mace. I think you and Mace were having a side chat about. Is it those chairs on that side? I don't know. I, I do I do like it better that Mace has it does <laughs> has the same thing happens to him. No, I, I uh, I'm I'm gonna stay here. I'm down here every day. Like here. Yeah. Well, you. Yeah. You like it low, though, I right? I like it low, yeah. yeah. I like it nice nice and high. All right. Moreno is selling the Angels. Um, don't look like that, Slee. I don't like that look. Uh, <laughs> Just waiting for Taylor to look. He won't look at me. <laughs> Mike Trout has been on the team 10 years, right? Give or take. He's been the best player in baseball, honestly, from the moment he showed up, basically. That first year he came up, he struggled a little bit. But when he came back at the start of next year, from that moment, really until this season when he got hurt, he's the best player in baseball. Mookie had a moment. We've seen, you know, Juan Soto had a moment, and there are other great guys that are coming down the pipeline, but he's been the best player, mm. and he's got nothing to show for it. He's got a bunch of MVPs and a lot of money, but no winning to speak of. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The trainer for the Angels came out and said, yeah, Mike Trout's got a back problem that's probably going to linger for the rest of his career. Now the Angels are for sale. They're going to go for God knows what amount of money it is. But if I'm the buyer, how much of thinking, okay, I've got Mike Trout as the back. I, I'm not sure that the my, the days of Mike Trout as best player in baseball aren't way, way, way in the rearview mirror. He's been hurt two and a half years in a row. That, that typically doesn't start to get better once you get into your 30s. What makes more sense? Does it make more sense that a new owner that comes, the question is going to be how quick – can you fix what's currently there? Or, guys, let's start over. Let's just start over. Let, let's try to take this 29th in the farm system and see if we can get some young prospects. And let's have a five-year plan built out there. So by the time that you're in 2026, 2027, you're looking at an Angels team and you're saying, okay, it's new ownership, whatever they did to their ballpark, they're building from the ground up. Because I, I think whoever does come in, they will show, hopefully, because it's not like Artie Moreno never spent money. He spent money, just didn't spend it wisely. Mm -hmm. It's not just about spending money. It's no, it's where not. are those dollars going? And that's why I always, I always get frustrated when I hear people say, even the luxury tax thing, it's like, well, he should have gone over. The, the problem wasn't him going over. It's where you put all your money. Are, are those guys... Is that the difference of you building a, a good team? This isn't golf. This isn't tennis. You Obviously, in basketball, you just need two big stars. That's not the case in baseball. I guess the question, Trav, is, and you bring up Mike Trout, what should the game plan be? Should the game plan be, let's start completely over, even if that means moving a guy like Mike Trout, what you can get for Otani potentially in December or in the offseason, or does it mean... I'm going to try to build off of what we already have because these are just two big-time, prime-time players. I, I think that's something for the new ownership group to consider. But if I'm Mike Trout, golly, man. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, and, and I get – look, when I, I've said this before. 
when somebody comes to you and say, hey, we're thinking about giving you $440 million. Yes. Yeah, where, where's the pen? Yes, I, I will take that. I don't even need to hear the back end of the sentence, right? I'm in on that. But that they bleeped up arguably the greatest tenure run that anybody has ever put together. And you're talking Willie Mays and Hank Aaron and Ricky Henderson and Ken Griffey Jr. He He's in that category. All of those other guys had were on good teams. He's never been on a good team. And looking at the tea leaves, he's not that guy anymore. When he plays, he's pretty darn good. All-star caliber, fantastic player, MVP adjacent good right now. But I'm not so sure he's ever going to be that again. I don't think that he will be. And that that 10-year window was just, I can't say that either, flushed away. Yeah. It's a disaster. But you know what? It's I, a I almost I almost have a little less sympathy towards Trout when you explain it that way. You had mentioned this after the end of last season when Shohei Otani goes out of his way to say, I, I love the fans. Anaheim's great. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. And one of the first things that you mentioned right there is like, damn, it'd be nice to have heard something like that from Trout yeah. over the years. So I, I don't put it all on you're listen, you're not wrong. The Angels are just an awfully they're they're an awful ran franchise. But Trout not also putting the pressure that he should probably have put on that organization stands out to me as well. I, I, I don't disagree, but what difference? I, I shouldn't say what the, would it have changed anything? Maybe not. Maybe it'd make him look a little different. They'd feel a little bit better about Mike Trout had he come out and say, "Hey, this sucks. I, I don't. I don't know what you all have planned here, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of this blank show. This is a joke." If he's but the he's best not going to do it, he's still going to go sign. Give me Rendon. Huh? What? Give me C.J. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Say what now? Give me B, uh, Justin Upton. Are you sure? Give me Josh. Like he's still he was overriding all the baseball things. His impulsivity and in the ownership chair wasn't going to change. But I think I, I think that noise to have a player like that make noise. Otani shook baseball for a second when he said what he said. I still see articles today that are quoting Otani, especially right now because of what's happening. He shook baseball for a quick second. And Mike Trout has that power to where he could have shook baseball, at least shook the Angels for a quick second. Like, hey, this guy is disgruntled. He's not happy. It's a bad representation for our organization. we got to get our ish together and everything else. I don't think we'll ever say Mike Trout's the best player in baseball ever again. I don't think we will. And and that sucks. That that we never got to see the best player in baseball play in meaningful games is a drag. He's still really good. But I don't think he's the best player in baseball anymore, and I don't think he ever will be again. All right, speaking of the best team in baseball, the dumbest conversation about the Dodger roster I've ever heard, I was a part of, and we're going to do it again. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.